0: Welcome, you're listening to another edition of Paid, where we share the path God has guided us in our everyday lives. Your host, Jessica, invites you to discover how God is working in your present day.
1: Hey everyone, this is Jessica here and you're listening to the Paid podcast, the show that um, simply put shares the shares and records God's modern day story. Um, Today, we're here with Michelle Burnt, who is a fourth-generation cancer survivor. And it's really awesome to have her on here because um, this whole podcast was inspired by another uh, breast cancer survivor. She had me design a shirt 10 years ago um, with a verse that she sold um, to fundraise money for American Cancer Society when she was going through her journey. Um, And then for some of you that don't know the story... Uh, about a couple months ago, um, I was reading a devotional that had been lost. Um, I have had asked God, um, show me ways I have evangelized and I didn't even know. And at the bottom of that devotional that day was the exact verse that was on her shirt, um, that I wow. designed for her 10 years ago. So it's really special to have you on Mich- here, Michelle. Um, I'm going to open the mic to you and let you share.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Jess. Um, I always say that God brings people into our life for a reason, and you and I have not even be, been friends that long, but it feels like I've known you forever. So I, I just love our friendship already. Um, my, my faith—I thought was always strong, right? Like you always want to be close to Christ, and and I and I thought I was, but until you have something in your heart in your life that truly, truly tests you. Um, Your walk with uh, God turns Um, and it could be for the better. It could be stronger. It could be deeper. And for me, it was all of the above, which is an amazing thing, but it was such an eye opener and, and everyone's journeys are different. It could be, unfortunately, you went through a divorce. It could be that you had an illness. It could be you, you lost a baby or a child um, it could be you've lost jobs. Um, I've been through a majority of those. And so I, I feel like every single year something happens. Like just yesterday, a tree fell on top of our house and went through our bathroom <laughs> and he just pulled out the log and it was five feet long. And he said, you know, if this would have been 10 feet over in your bedroom, it, it would have been very scary. And so I think that God is just he's always there, always there. But there are times when he wants to show you he's there and you just have to be acceptable to that, right? Your your eyes always have to be open to him. You always have to be listening for him. He's always there, but he's, he's going to show you he's there when you most need him. So to walk you through my journey, um, 10 years ago, I just celebrated 10 years, February 24th as a stage three breast cancer survivor. Um, but when I was pregnant with my daughter, my grandmother died. And then when I was pregnant with my son, my mom was going through cancer. Now keep in mind I'm fourth generation. So we lost my great grandmother to it. We lost my grandmother to it. And then thank the Lord, my mom survived it. And I remember when she was going through it. And of course I was pregnant with my son. I remember thinking, gosh, this is so horrible, but I'm really glad it'll never happen to me. Right. Cause who thinks cancer is going to happen to them? And at that point, I was 29 years old and in the best shape of my life. Right. So I thought, yeah, I eat healthy. I work out daily. Cancer could never do that to me. And When I went to one of my doctor's appointments, my OBGYN said, hey, has your family ever had genetic testing? Because it seems like it runs in the family. I'm like, oh, yes, it does. Breast, ovarian, brain, like any type of cancer you could think of. And I said, I don't know anything about genetic testing. He goes, why don't you run it by your mom? So we did. And my mom's oncologist said, you know what? I think we need to. Now, back then, genetic testing wasn't as popular as it is now. But lo and behold, our family carries the BRCA2 gene, which means you're highly susceptible to both breast and ovarian cancer. So my mom was already going through cancer. She had both breasts removed. And then um, she, she was in her 50s. So a hysterectomy was kind of pointless at that point. And so I remember thinking, "Whoo, okay, we're good. We're good. Um, And then the doctor said, well, your siblings to my mom and your children need to be tested too. Um, A few of her siblings had it. A few didn't. My brother did not have it. I did. So I was diagnosed with the gene at 29, which brings us to the same story as Angelina Jolie um the famous actress which i absolutely love and she, her mom had went through cancer they carried the gene and so angelina chose to have both breasts removed so she wouldn't end up having cancer like her mom and so we had second opinions we did a lot of prayer cuz that is a really big decision at 29 years old to have both breasts removed we were newly married um you know i had little babies i was still breastfeeding like it it, that's what is one of the things that make you a woman, and so we thought it is better to be proactive than to have to go through cancer and potentially lose my life. And so we scheduled a proactive, preventive bilateral mastectomy for February twenty fourth. We're good to go. I'm taking control of my life. I felt in control, um, although it's not us that's in control; it's God. And in hindsight, now I realize that. And the the surgery was scheduled two months before at Christmas. I was showering and with my loofah, I, I felt a lump and it was just pea sized but very hard. I didn't, I thought it could be an ingrown hair, a pimple. I, I wasn't sure, but I knew it wasn't there yesterday. And so I called my husband in and he's like, I could just tell from his face. He was like, what is that? So I called my doctor. They said, you probably have the pre pre-surgery, pre-surgery jitters, but come in and we'll put your mind at ease. I said, okay because I've always heard when in doubt, check it out. And so I went in and within five minutes, there were three doctors in there and they showed me on the screen, this mass. Now, keep in mind in October, I had had a mammogram and it showed nothing because you have to have a mammogram in order to have a bilateral mastectomy. And we were in the clear. That's why they scheduled it. Do not get me wrong. I'm 110% for mammograms, but they are not... safe proof like they don't necessarily catch everything they are so good but they're not 100%. And so um fast forward not only did i have breast cancer but it was stage 3 and it was already starting to spread it was extremely fast growing and aggressive. So i was actually diagnosed on valentine's day 10 days before the surgery and it was just a whirlwind and so i remember hearing you have cancer And thinking that can't be like, I, I thought I had control. I thought that I was, it it was all I, 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 very selfish thinking when it's like, well, what is God's plan for me? But when you are put in that position, that unfortunately is the last thing on your mind. And so I was thinking, am I going to lose my hair? And am I going to die? Those were just happened to be the two questions that popped in my head and so it, it was a very, the first 10 days were whirlwind because we were preparing for the surgery and they had to do a lumpectomy first to see how much it was starting to spread. It had only gone into the armpit from the left breast. And there was just so much going on. I mean, literally three appointments a day from building to building. And I, thank gosh, I had a, my husband and a patient cancer navigator. So I had this surgery, both breasts were removed Then I had eight rounds of four hour chemo, um, 36 radiation treatments, um, then reconstructive surgery. And then I thought I was done, but I had to have a hysterectomy because of that BRCA2 gene. And so it was a year of like six surgeries and then all of a sudden it was done and it and you just were done and you just sat. Right. And it's like, what do I do now? And then the floodgates opened and I was mad at God. I was mad at the world. I kept saying, why me? Um, because I, I felt ugly. Um, at one point I had no hair, no breasts and no ovaries. And I distinctly remember asking my husband, what even makes me a woman? Like, it's okay for you to be honest with me. Are you even attracted to me anymore? Because technically, scientifically, I'm not a woman. You know, I just, there's so many things running through my mind. And I remember him saying, you don't know the true meaning of inner beauty, do you? Because your inner beauty is none of those three things. Your inner beauty is you inside in the big heart you have. And God made you exactly how he wanted you. You are his child of Christ. And so, Instead of thinking why is this happening to me, I changed my mindset to how am I going to use this and when. And so, looking back, and it took me time. It took a year going through it, and then a year afterwards to really comprehend what I went through. And sometimes I I still um, fall apart thinking about it. Um, cancer changes your life. It will never go back to normal, but it's not meant to be. And now I think. God puts us on this planet to be tested. He wants us to test our faith. When I grew up thinking you should never test your faith, it should be strong and it should never falter. And now I believe that's exactly what he wants. He wants to put these obstacles in front of us to make us stronger mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and to walk closer with him and need him and it's true when I needed him most, he was right there. And I kept thinking, gosh, where have you been my whole life when he's been there, Jess, but he shows himself differently when you are falling apart. When I don't think there's anything left in me to keep fighting. I remember one day my husband had to put me in the car to go to treatment because I said, I can't go. I just can't do another thing. I'm done. And he's like, you can. And when you are weak, he is stronger. And so I'm embarrassed because I think that Christ was there for me more than I deserved, but I wasn't there for him in my journey saying thank you. And now I praise him every day for allowing me to see my kids grow up and for allowing me to take another breath and wake another day on this planet. But I I never told him thank you during it because your mind is elsewhere. Um, But I can say there are two lives when you go through cancer. There's the life prior to cancer that your parents gave you and there's the life after you go through cancer that Christ gave you. And the second life is so much better than the first. And I thank him every day now because I finally feel like I know my purpose on this planet.
1: Very nice. Do you mind
0: if I ask you some questions? Yes, please do. Okay. So
1: at what point did you feel like you needed him the most?
0: I actually, in the beginning, never, ever thought I would die. Um, I just, you know, some people some people get an Ill- illness and they feel like they won't make it through it, but I never had those thoughts. I knew I'm going to beat this. Maybe that's the way I was raised. Maybe Christ was already in my heart so much I knew it. Uh, but I just, I, I felt strong, scared, but strong um, and confident is maybe more of the word. But um, halfway through my treatment, I got very, very ill. It was the scariest thing I've ever been through in my life. Um, So ill that my temperature was that of someone who's going through cancer should not ever reach. And so they rushed me to the emergency room and my husband's a chiropractor, he's a doctor. And so he doesn't, he doesn't get grossed out. He doesn't get nervous. Like when he's changing my drainage tubes, he finds it fascinating. Like it's bizarre. (laughs) He's like, this is so cool. And I'm like, this is so gross. But I saw fear in his eyes and that scared me because we didn't know what was going on. And I, my body, I don't know how to explain it, Jess, except for my body was shutting down. I literally felt it shutting down. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I have been doing what you've asked of me, God. I have been strong for my family, for you, for myself. I have said my daily prayers. It's not my time. Like I just, it, it was so weird. My mind was just all over the place and the door to the room was kind of shut and my oncologist showed up, Dr. Pippin, and my husband and him were out in the hallway and I was, I was in and out of it because my temperature was so high. I mean, I was just drenched in sweat and I was in so much pain. And I remember Steven saying, just tell me what is wrong with her. And he's like, her white blood count is down. Now, if you know anything about cancer patients, sometimes they don't die from cancer. They die from not having an immune system and tracking um, other, attracting other uh, diseases and sickness and things like that. So they die from not having an immune system. And so he said, well, what does that mean? It's down. And um, Dr. Pippin says, she's at zero. She has no white blood count. So I remember seeing my husband's face and just shutting down and just praying to God, it's in your hands. There's legit nothing I can do. I don't even know at that point if prayer could do it. My life is in your hands. You know when it's our time. And if it's now, I know I'm going to heaven. And honestly, at that point, that was the only security I had knowing if it was my time to go. I knew I was going to heaven. Nothing else I had control of. You know, you always hear control what you can control. There was nothing at that point. Um, so I ended up quarantined. Um I don't really remember much of it, but no one was really allowed in the room. They gave me three steroids, a shot, three steroid shots a day to keep me alive. Um, but that was the only part of my journey that I was like, this is real. Like this is legit real. And it's super scary. And he was there for me and I don't remember much of it, but he was my strength. He was what, woke me up each day and kept me moving one step in front of the other and who allowed me to be on this podcast right now. It's him, not me. And we are nothing without him. It's just as simple as that.
1: So there was nothing that they could do to make your body to produce those white blood cells. It was something that your body had to do on its own, right?
0: Yeah. The steroid shots give you, um, boost and energy to make your body produce them, but you can't, they can't force the cells to be produced. Um, and they were literally down to zero, which is super scary. I mean, thank the Lord that wasn't during COVID. Cause I could have contracted it like that. Um, and, and so I, and honestly, in hindsight, I probably had overdone it during cancer. You know, when you are going through cancer, Chemo kills every, bo- every cell in your body, right? Even the good ones. Um, and so it's, it's supposed to, and the sicker you are during chemo, it, it, that means it's working. It's actually a good sign. And so it kills the cells from head to toe, and that's why people lose their immune system and they get super sick some more than others. And I overdid myself. I thought I could do dishes and laundry and raise two babies and still go to work. In fact, I only missed three days of work total. I mean, it was crazy. Like, who was I trying to prove myself to? But it was my therapy. I'm a workaholic. And so I, I, I probably did it to myself. But um, God already knew all that was going to happen. And, and it's crazy thinking that because when you're going through something, you're like, why, why, why? I don't get it we aren't meant to know why. We're just meant to know what we do with it. Um, and so I think that's what I encourage people to think about is God already has all your life predetermined. He knew long before you were born what your life would be like, whether hard, easy, and different. It, it doesn't matter. Your journey is special because he created it. It's what you do with the journey that defines you. And so I I, I feel like I truly have a purpose now. Um, once I was done with treatment, I was bald, uh, very much bald. You lose every single hair on your body, every single hair, super bizarre. Um, and everyone's like, you need to take it easy. You're not wonder woman. Stop acting like you are sit and do nothing. Well, as long as you've known me, Jess, that, <laughs> that is like asking me to run a marathon. Yeah. I'm you like, don't do nothing. No, like, right. Like it's, and, and I was just so happy to be alive and free. Anyway, long story short, I competed in a pageant and I was wearing a wig and I won. I became um, Mrs. Texas International. And so the first year was going through cancer. The second year was being Mrs. Texas International. Um, went on to nationals, made top 10 out of 72, and then got to travel around the nation sharing my story. But that too, God knew would happen. He knew that I have a loud voice, that I have the confidence to share my story and all the gruesome details that comes with it in hopes to save a life. And so now I, I love being able to share this with people because everyone's journey is different, but you two have a light at the end of the table tunnel, right? And you too will make it through it. Even though it feels right now, you won't, you will, and you will come out stronger than you were before. And you will look back and think, how did I do it? Um, but you'll do it. And so I, I feel lucky to to be able to continue to share my story. And I, I hope I do bring awareness to the fact, no one should know your body better than yours. And in hindsight, it probably saved my life talking to my doctor about genetic testing and finding the lump myself through a self-exam.
1: Very cool. Well, we like to end the show with what verse got you through this situation or what inspired you a verse that inspired you.
0: Yeah. I actually was saved to the verse John three 16 for God. So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so for me, that has always been a strong verse. Um, but there, there's there's so many, but we are his child. He died on the cross to save us. And so if he saved us once, he can save us many times again. And he did, but he didn't just save my health and my body. He saved my soul. Um, and so I encourage you, even if you think, oh, I have a very close relationship with Christ. It can always be closer. And that's with anyone, even your husband, your kids. And so He. He almost forced me and forced my hand to open my eyes to that, but I needed it. And so I, I feel blessed. Um, And sometimes, you know, being on shows like this, bring awareness to the fact I haven't been as faithful to him as I should be. So it makes me like, want to go grab the Bible and open it and just pray because you become so busy in life and, and life is tough (laughs) but he is tougher and he deserves our attention and he gives it to us daily without us even asking for anything in return. And so I, I just need these reminders to, to put him first.
1: Yeah. Well, we're so thankful to have you here on the show and to share your story. It's, it's truly impactful to see how you've grown, um, throughout and how it's changed you and how you prefer your, your second version of your life over your first
0: version. So
1: it's amazing to talk to you with Michelle.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on today's path to get an official paid shirt. Go to paid.life and be sure to follow and subscribe on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And we look forward to you finding the path that God has laid for you.